Hello and welcome to The Inner Gamer, episode 179. We're your weekly dose of video game news, reviews, opinions, and discussions made for and by our listeners. My name is Brayton Oski. I'm Austin Morales, and this week we have Dane. He's back. Yes, Dane Batesel back again. Welcome, my friend. Thanks. We, we've seen you too much this week, but, you know, it's been our pleasure yes. every time. Mine too. Two events, one podcast. The Inner Gamer and D- Game Night Dallas integrate. <laughs> together again make wonderful events i never want to see you again get out of here oh it's <laughs> terrible see you next week yeah. yeah so this week we're going to talk about in the video games uh dane played octopath traveler brett got his hands on the walking dead our world uh mobile game and i jump into better saga 2 and in the news we have warframe is getting much bigger and possibly throwing its 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 cojones in the ring with destiny and just destroying them which is an easy thing to do and then Overwatch League playoffs uh, to be broadcast on ESPN, Disney, ABC. That that is going to be big. And in this discussion topic, talk about our top five games of the year so far, and then we each go down the line and discuss our upcoming top three games for 2018. So without further ado, cue the music. July 17th, 2018. Welcome to the Intergamer Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, you certainly should go over to patreon.com slash Intergamer and donate at least $8 a month to join our Discord. And even more, you can get early access to video content. You can get early announcements. You're eventually going to get a newsletter, which we're going to launch later this year, which is going to be really exciting and awesome. And basically, it just helps support us and make the podcast better, which will make the video content better, the podcast better, the events better. Which uh, we have Dane here from Game Night Dallas. Welcome, Dane, back. Thanks. To the show Proud again. to be back. Yeah. Heck yeah. So uh, we've done two events this week, which is yes. crazy. Yes. It's been a busy week. One of which was like a surprise, like, okay, we're just going to, we decided we're going to make it to this event. And you you were planning to go. I was we were like last minute, yes. like, okay, Austin was coming back in town. I was, I was planning like, to go, right, but then go. I decided to go on uh, a trip with my girlfriend to Austin and New Braunfels. We followed the river. Got Can't believe you that much in like two days. I nearly died. Um, it's all good. You know, yeah. Everyone's here. Everyone's good. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? I guess I should go to this event here. I, I, didn't know, I didn't know if I was going to be tired or not. Yeah. And I wasn't tired. So I was like, let's do this. And you're glad you went. Were you yeah. tired afterwards? Hell yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty exhausting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. you got there at 1 o'clock, yeah, right? Yeah, all day. Gosh. Jeez. And then I was talking to, to Jordan. He was saying that he... Uh, they got their like spent eight hours a day before setting up that stuff. I'm like, damn, that's a lot of time. Yeah, so they had this giant. Uh, well, I wouldn't say giant. How many how many seats do you think they had there? They probably had like 30, 30 or 40. I'd say about 50. OK, well, <laughs> I don't know. Why would you ask me? I, don't, I thought you would tables. know. Oh, I did. I do know. I said 30 or 40, man. That's what they have. 30 or 40 is not exact numbers. Yeah. OK, well, yeah, they had like four long tables that were all wired yeah. <clears throat> and plugged in for pcs yeah yeah it was pretty legit yeah and uh man eight people there playing so it wasn't a whole lot of people that showed up for the land party part but it was still cool to see the land party (coughs) community happening and there was some growth going on there um i think the next time it'll be even bigger and better so they had about 12 to 15 at one point earlier in the day oh they did that's good they they had some power issues that they've since resolved oh that's right that's right that kind of sucks but that's funny yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
funny and sucks because sucks it's funny all at the same time. Yeah. So did people leave because of that? You think? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I think they just, you know, played, had been playing for three or four hours already and, you know, went to go like, do something else. All right. It was kind of hot in there during the day too. So it was a little that warm. Could have contributed it's like a hundred degrees. Uh, and that it's in a pretty big warehouse. So they, it got a little, little warm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I bet, man. I was surprised how cool it was. Cause every time I go there, they have the front, that, that door open on the side. It's just heat. Just yeah. Like, it is uh, nice. They have that center uh, room with the couches and stuff. It's got air conditioning. So if you need to cool off, you can jump in there and cool off. Yeah. And that's it. That was at new main brewing. If you guys want to check that out. Pantigo, so, Texas. Yeah. So, uh, let's jump into some video games. So Octopath Traveler just came out on Friday. Um, it's here. If you played the demo, it carried over and Dane, you've played a little bit of it. So tell us your thoughts so far on the f- official release of Octopath Traveler. Yes, so I played the demo a couple times. You were limited to three hours, so uh, I started one playthrough and then started another one. Um, and I only got four of the characters and uh, my second playthrough. Some people were able to get all eight in the in the three-hour time limit. Oh, wow. Okay. So Jeez. they just uh, probably just flew through, skipped all the scenes, ran from place to place. But well, that's not fun. <laughs> well, I think uh, if you you know they probably just play through it once to hear the story, and then you know maximize time by getting all the characters unlocked. Right. Um, but you have to go through all those characters' story backstories. Yes. I don't know how you could play through all those once and then get all of them. That's like eight playthroughs. Yeah. Just to hear the story. Yeah. So. Some people had a lot of time on their hands while they were waiting for this game to come out. Man. So I, I don't remember when the uh, demo was released, but it was at least a month ago, right? Yeah. Month and a month, maybe two months ago, month and a half, something like that. I'll find out for you. Yeah. So, you know, three hours a day, if you have that time, you could go through that uh, prologue pretty, pretty uh, number of times. Oh, totally. Yeah. So. You totally could. Oh, so they, they, they uh, played three hours with each one. Like, yeah, and probably multiple times. Yeah, yeah, until okay. they just kept restarting and restarting. Oh. So it wasn't just like skipping the whole story. I, I think they had already played through it a few times and just wanted to unlock as much of the stuff so they could hit the ground running when the, the full game was released. So gotcha. The first demo was September 13th of last year. And then the second demo that she had a three hour playtime was uh, June 14th. Got it. Yeah. So, so yeah, about got it. Cool. get it. Good. Yeah. So what are you what character are you running right now? Uh, the main one I started with this time was Hannett's the hunter um and the reason i did that is because i also found that you could get an extremely powerful axe in the prologue oh wait is that the hunter the the girl right yes okay yeah um so that was kind of playing her too yeah i i started with her and then went and got the thief and then the dancer and the apothecary dude whose name i can't quite remember um i don't remember everyone's names yeah Um, i don't either but uh that's why i I went because he was the main guy yeah Yeah. and now i'm on obrick's story so um getting through that uh and i just want to unlock each of the characters real quick and then expand so it looks like each character has at least like four chapters to their story once you unlock all eight then you can progress on to the other parts of the game and the other chapters of their story so um i really like it it's a still feels like the classic uh square enix types games in the past um you know standard rpg turn-based um i like the fight mechanics of having to break enemies resistances and then you can do extra damage and that, i find that the most satisfying out of the whole thing well i mean i'm, I'm curious to know what the story looks like yeah obviously the graphics are dynamic but 
I don't know why, but that gameplay is addictive to me. Yeah, it's fun because then it allows you to do things like trying to get through battles without taking damage by, you know, breaking them in a, in a certain order, breaking the enemies in certain orders. And um, that's always enjoyable for me. I always like trying to steal all the items from enemies. Um, right. So I'm always pretty much prolonging the fights to, to get a few more healing berries for some dumb reason uh, but, um, to like actually take them or what do you, what do you just mean? steal them because oh, you, you can steal them yeah oh, it's one of your characters the, the thief skills ah the okay thief skills yeah <laughs> yes uh thief stealing skills. items but um from what i can tell it just seems to be basically the items that you would get as drops normally anyways okay so um you know so they're like two more healing grapes you normally would have had right yeah. so there is an opportunity i'm sure just like all the other square enix games to get really powerful weapons and items and special things from stealing from certain characters that um, makes sense. probably if you steal from each of the bosses in the prologue stories you might get something cool there um but right now so like i said you can get the one of the really powerful axes i think one of the most powerful axes in the game you can get it early on if you have you you basically have to steal it. from one of the townspeople but you need the huntress to incapacitate someone who's in front of a house. And then you go in their house and steal from someone else. Oh, wow. You only have a 3% chance. So you're going to like be. My gosh. Reloading a lot. Either or? reload a lot or take your lumps and pay the reputation fees um, for the town. Mm. Mm. Wow. So, it's I'm, interesting how each character has their own ability. And I'm curious to know once like once you have all eight characters, what I guess somewhere already knows this, but like how that affects each player because I have the I have old brick and I have the trader unlocked. So right. when I go to talk to people, obviously I can duel them for yep. old brick or I can trade with them with the trader. Right. So it's like, well that's kinda cool. And I think you can only have up to four people in your party. That's right. So it's so. like how do you and how is that going to work out when you're tra- traversing like will you go to a place and be like, Oh, I want to you know, steal something from this person. I need to go switch out my character. Or yeah. does it allow you to just yeah, have all those abilities? You should be able to switch in each town. Okay. Uh, you can switch characters in each town. So I don't know if you can actually just access all eight of the abilities. Uh, probably not. Yeah, so, that's what I think. No. Uh, you'll have to probably run around a little bit. But there might be a little bit of, you know, uh, repeating your path. Yeah, to backtracking. Using I was some thinking of that. that might be the case. Um, I, I, I don't know if I enjoy that that much. Um, I have to do that. Yeah, but it also seems like you may i'm not really sure the level requirements for like the second chapters seem kind of high based off Mm -hmm. of where you are it's like 20 mid 20s um and you know in the prologue you might get up to like level 15 or so um but i think once you get through all eight characters you can level up a little bit i I, uh, managed to find one of those uh, enemies that gives you a lot of experience when you kill it and uh killed one of those and so i got like like seven or eight levels in one battle there wow um, so that's that's another neat trick that they always have in the Square Enix game. So yeah, um, for me, I really like this game because it's got a lot of nostalgia to it. Um, this reminds me very much of like the old Dragon Warrior games from the very old school Nintendo. Uh, this style specifically is very much like uh, Dragon Warrior Four, which had a chapter. Uh, you had five chapters in total, and the first four were the other characters in your party, and so you would have one or two of them in that story. You go through their chapter. And play through it, and then you uh, eventually meet up all the characters. So this very much right. like calls back to that that um, game mode. Um, and the other thing I like is some of the characters are very reminiscent of some of the other great characters from you know past Square Enix games. Like the thief is very much like Locke from Final Fantasy VI or three or whatever we want to call it here. Right. The treasure hunter 
who's not a thief. You know, uh, the dancer character is very much like one of the characters in uh, the Dragon Warrior four. The merchant is very much like one of the merchant characters in Dragon Warrior four or three, four, four. Yeah. Um, so that's those are cool. Um, I, I am excited to go to the um, get the uh, merchant next. But yeah. I think I'm just kind of going around the map in the regular order. I enjoy her story. It's a little over the top, but I do enjoy it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So one of the that was one of the coolest uh, in Dragon Warrior Four. I like the merchants chapter the best because you're the way you played through that chapter was you would go to your shop every day and act like an NPC and people would come in and sell and buy items from you. And so you would have a number of customers come in and every once in a while you get customers that would sell this really rare sword. And so uh. you could get a really powerful sword early on, early on in the game. If you kind of grind out and like go to work every day and get enough money <laughs> to buy an expensive weapon. So right. that was That's a cool funny. thing way back in the day. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. hoping they do something like that similar mm. again. Nice. Nice. Very cool. So, so far I think everybody's digging it. Oh like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Into the game for sure. Um, Stuff in the next game. So I have a new game that I started last night that I wanted to play that I forgot came out, but it's a mobile game, The Walking Dead Our World. And this is like a Pokemon Go game in the Walking Dead realm. And uh, it's it's interesting because it does have kind of that attraction that walk that Pokemon Go had, except it's very simplified. So like it's an AR game, uses Google Maps. So like what I've done so far is I played in my neighborhood and like I'm at my house and there's like a zombie infestation over there or there's like somebody that's being attacked by zombies over there or like two streets over there's like another just a group of a little like four zombies. So you engage in these combat scenarios where it just shows up like a screen or you can play an AR or with just like a backdrop and uh, the AR is kind of janky so I don't really do it in AR but um, the... Uh, the regular mode isn't too bad. So like if you're doing a survivor mission, you have like five zombies you have to kill to prevent them from killing the survivor. Um, and then once you save them, you can take them and then you can build safe houses that can house people. It gives you more buffs and bonus points and stuff like that. And you build safe houses in the world map. So like I have a safe house, like in the empty space between my neighbor's house and the house next door to them. So like that's where my safe house is located at. So I just like dropped in people over there and uh, made that happen. So you that just was, dropped cool. in people over there? No, I dropped in, in people over there. You dropped in people. Yeah, so into that safe house. Do you so know? Do I your got, neighbors know that you're saving the neighborhood from zombies? They don't no. yet, oh, but okay. they will soon. Yeah. So if they know. see you wandering around their backyard, just say, hey, don't worry, I'm just yeah. here trying to Watch help. Out. There's a zombie infestation. See, that, that is yeah. one kind of nice thing about cops, this, please. is that you don't <laughs> yeah. have to, like, whereas with Pokemon Go, you had to get pretty hyper close to wherever the Pokemon was to yeah. engage with it, like within a certain radius. In here, like, I can fight zombie infestations, like, a block over okay. and nice. not have to move from where I'm at. Wow, that's impressive. So you you still like move to like find supply drops and things like that because there's supply drops in areas um, that you can pick up that will give you money or grenades or just different types of weapons. And then the whole system of collections is based around cards, like loot boxes, basically. So you get you finish a mission and you get a loot box that so you open up and it gives you these cards and it could either be a new character. It could be a new weapon. It could be a new perk. So or the characters upgrade. Um, the character, you, you are a character that you just pick a skin. And oh. then as you unlock heroes, um, you can get like either Carl. 
Yeah, you can get you can get real life characters. Characters. So I have Michonne and Carol right now. Oh, so I can right. play nice. as them if That's I want. Really to. good to have. Yeah, I can play as them or I can use them in my party, which I only have one person in my party. Oh. But you basically just whenever you go engage in a fight, you have power levels for each character, and then you upgrade those power levels as you unlock new cards, and they have better abilities. So like Michonne, she's got her katana that she fights people with, or I have another so guy that uses a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's not as good as my other character though was carol she no 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 michonne i know but carol's better than michonne no no i mean i have a bunch of characters i have 10 characters oh, locked, yeah oh. so michonne and Car- carol are the two that you know but i have another guy who has a shotgun and he plays i mean he's got a shotgun so you can just like blast people away while i just like finish them off with headshots and stuff like that but um it's got some interesting features to it that's it's simplified with the combat mechanics um, which is nice and useful. And it seems like there's a lot you can do as you're roaming around. Like just in my neighborhood, there's like a lot of zombie infestations in the area. So I don't have to go very far to like unlock stuff. The thing that's frustrating is it's time gated. Like a lot mm-hmm. of mobile games can be. And Pokemon yeah. Go doesn't have that problem. But like in this game, there's only a certain number of infestations you can raid until you run out of power points or energy <laughs> points. And you have to wait I think it's five minutes for every Take point you get. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you want to go out and like like what we used to do with like Pokemon Go, you'd go out and spend three hours just finding Pokemon and stuff yep. like that. This game blocks you from being able to do that unless you want to spend more money to get more energy to yeah. Run on this. You step. just have a certain amount of activities you can do in a time, and then you have to take a break. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more like I'm sitting at a coffee shop waiting for coffee. Let me pull out my app real quick, kill a few infestations for about fifteen minutes. And then I'm done playing the game. So, yes, I am talking about the mobile game. So uh, it's uh, it's available on iOS and um, Android right now, I believe. So, um, yeah, it's free. It's got any game apps. Can you partner up with any other people or other yes. players in the world? Yes. Yeah, so you have flares that you can shoot out. That you can buy with coins that will alert people, friends in the area of your location. They can come find you. So you can partner up with other players in some capacity, but I just don't know how that whole function works yet. But that's, yeah. So so, so how do you like move around? Is it like the Pokemon you actually have to walk places? Yep. or you, I mean, do you have a radius that you can send out to? Yeah, I mean, you have a radius that you can reach without moving. Okay. So like I can go within a couple blocks from my house, but if I want to get more than what's right around me, then I have to move somewhere. And uh, so there's you're going to find zombie infestations. You're going to find rescue missions. You're going to find just like small time zombie things, different areas. You can plant down safe houses. You can set up uh, weapon stores in the areas and other players in the game world can use that as well. So like if you have a safe house somewhere, supposedly like somebody else may have put a safe house somewhere and you can actually or like maybe put an armory somewhere and you can use that armory to get new weapons. Um, that so someone else player can put, put it down, down and yeah. then you can access that. Yeah, you can. So is everyone it. working with each other then? Yeah, we're not like we're all survivors. They're just trying to survive from the zombies so far. Okay. Yeah. So you, you haven't had to battle anybody yet. Not real supplies. People. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I so bet that's coming. I bet that's coming. Can yeah. you like die completely or lose characters? I assume. Probably. Uh, I would think so, but so far it's like there really is no challenge in fighting. It's more right now just like item collection. Like that's that's the main thing. Because if you go in a combat situation, like it's super easy. You just tap, 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 done. Collect your reward. Move on to the next thing. So 
My personal opinion is I would rank it a delay right now. I mean, actually, so a dig with an asterisk because it's not as good as Pokemon Go. It doesn't have the allure of Pokemon Go as it did when it first came out. But it is an interesting twist on this type of game that I could see myself playing. Not as much as Pokemon Go, but play more and more. And hopefully they take some feedback, remove some of that time gaining stuff. Because there's still stuff in there I like to buy. Like you, there's, you, can, you can buy coins, which are used to upgrade your cards. And then you can buy gold, which is used to buy new things. So like a new weapon or a new whatever. And the gold you have to pay real money for if you want to get that. Um, but it's it's an interesting take. And it uses a zombie world. So it's kind of cool walking around getting zombies and stuff like that with your friends. So I like it. It's interesting. So that's it. That's Sounds my, that's good. My game, so yeah. Have you played with anyone besides yourself? No, no. Okay. I mean, I literally started last night. So oh, okay. Like, yeah. So I need like to get after it so we, we can see back. how that yes. works out. Yes. Can we party up? Is that a thing? I don't know. Let's find out. <gasps> you have to pick it Brand. up. What kind of review yeah. is this? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you should definitely check it out. Um, yeah. Let's see. When you say buy, do you mean in-game money or actual money to unlock stuff? Yeah, when I say buy, it is, it's a, you have in-game money that um, you collect as you complete objectives. So like you get coins or you get uh, gold. The gold you have, to, you can either use the coins to buy some of the gold or you can spend like four ninety nine and get like 60 gold blocks. So you have the free currency and the premium, the yes. real real money currency. Yes, you have the earned exactly. in-game and then the spend, yeah. and pay mo- to win yeah. money. And the, the in-game currency mostly is used to upgrade your existing cards. So the cards you get by collecting loot boxes, by completing challenges, and if you want to fast pass that stuff, then you can go in there and do some, uh, you know, jump in there and and. Is there any way to things. upgrade your max energy or whatever? Yes, I think so. Yeah. I haven't done it yet because I think it costs money. But yes, no, I think no. you can. Yeah. Because like, what's the frustrating thing too is like you have a maximum amount of coins you can collect. So like, I have a thousand and fifty coins right now. But I'm only allotted to use 500. So whenever I get past that, it says, sorry, you're full. You can't hold it. Oh, it's, yeah, it's backpack, basically. Yeah. You have inventory that you can only have so much. So I'm like, oh, I wish I could keep all these coins because this is money that I could hold on to later on. Yeah. Um, so it's got some quirks. But the initial idea is is solid. It runs well. I haven't had any bugs or glitches or anything like that. So it's got some potential there. So, yeah. Cool. That is my I'm game. excited. Yeah. I'll get it, Brett. <laughs> it's Play free. with you. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, so, Austin, you've started Banner Saga 2. I have. The Banner Saga I 2. I have. I finally, finally got to get into it. So, uh, wait, you got one more comment for you. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things where you're blocked from continuing certain aspects unless you spend actual money as well. Um, you are blocked from doing certain... Like, for example, you can only do up to four infestations a day, I believe, raid for infestations until it puts a time gate up there. So everything's time gated. So if you want to pay money, you can fast track that stuff. Otherwise, you are going to be, um, you know, waiting to for the next thing to happen. So that's that's the biggest flaw. That's I very very typical, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, Pokemon Go didn't say. have that problem. This one definitely does. Yeah, yeah. So. Pokemon Go has its own other problems. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Creative you know, server problem. issues. Jedi Knight and Bus. Thanks for tuning in. Also, Sage the Rage Mage. Thanks for tuning in too. Uh, what do you think of the progression that Epic Games is going through with the recent release of Fortnite Five? Okay, we'll get into that. Yeah, we're gonna that's our next this, segment. Uh, we're, yeah. we're gonna finish this uh, video game segment. So I jumped into Banner Saga Two, but I will say I finally completed. Well, obviously Banner Saga One, and it took two thirds of the game to really get me into what was happening. It was like all building up to this great epic battle at the end, which is kind of sad because I feel like if people, for me, you know, I wanted to review this game. It was the Norse mythology really kind of draws me into all this, um, to like this game, and but the game play style and the way the story is. Uh, or set up the way it's told is not something that I'm very fond of because it's all it's all you know read text based so you just read it there's no there's there's hardly any dialogue uh, there's a narrator so every time you hit a major city the narr- narrator comes up and like says some stuff about the city and like the story and that's it what what's a and for those that don't know what the banner saga is what is a one sentence description of the, this game. <laughs> Uh, it's a Norse mythology-based game where the Dredge, which is these hulking, armor-covered tribe, for lack of a better word, have t- are are now crawling all over the world, and it's up. You're just you, uh, the humans, and the Varl, which are giants, are trying to survive this invasion, and so. The first game is all about you getting to this one city, and then the second game picks up right immediately after that. Okay. Okay. So, is that kind of that's good? Yeah. Yeah. You guys like that? Cool. <laughs> so, Banner Saga Two. It's an invasion game where you're starting from Zion in the Matrix. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. There it is. There's your one sentence. <laughs> I'm not good with one sentences. <laughs> I have to think about this. All right. So, Banner Saga Two picks up immediately after that. You leave the city and you're going to another one, which is still infested. But at the end of the Banner Saga One, there's this huge. It's, it's all about making choices because you get to talk to people and your choices just have consequences, which for a game in 20, I think it was 20, 2008, 2007, it's it pretty impressive that it actually was able to create something like this in the time when I feel like there weren't many choice-based games at that time. Uh, yeah. Brett's going to look up the actual date because I forget. I don't think it was 2014. I think it was a little sooner than that. Banner Saga 1. 2016. Was it 2016? way wrong. Wait, no, that's not right. That's right. April 19, 2016. That's Banner Saga 2. That's what you're playing. I know. Yeah, I was talking about Banner Saga 1. Yeah, the first one. Oh, first one. gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. Look up that real quick before we go on. Banner Saga 1 came out in January 2014. Oh, it was 2014. Okay. I feel like there weren't a lot of like decision-based games yeah. at that point. No, anyway. I mean, there was a few. Yeah, there was a few. I mean, uh, Gone Home came out in 2013. That wasn't choice based. Eh, I mean, you could like decide what kind of stuff you want to grab, look at. That's not things. what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know. Telltale Games came out, I think, back then. Sage the Rage Mage, thanks for hosting us right now. We appreciate it. Uh, for those listening to the podcast, we actually stream this on Twitch, so that's why we're talking to people that you probably have no idea what's going on. Anyway, <laughs> back to Banner Saga 2. So you jump in there, and there's this decision that carries over, which is very powerful. And I feel like now I'm really in this game because. When I play these decision-based games, such as Telltale, I try to feel, I try to make decisions based on what the character I'm playing 
would do. So I'm trying to like fill them out. And now like I, I feel like I understand the main characters, uh, mentality at this point in time. So I'm making, I would say he's a little irrational at this point. And so I'm making irrational decisions when before, like he was very, um, uh, what do you call it? When you're, when you're trying to like make everyone happy, diplomatic, oh, yeah, trying to please everybody. Yeah. He's very diplomatic in a way, you know, doesn't want to like, he wants to help people and stuff. Yeah. And cause along the way you can, you, you run into people and you can either help them or you can leave them yeah. to die in the, in the wilderness. Uh, and sometimes those people either steal food, food from you and run away yeah. or they like cause problems. So that like your caravan that you're with or morale declines or inclines or increases depending on, you know, what you're playing, uh, or uh, what kind of decision you make. How much did the, did you see a noticeable difference in gameplay from the first one and the second one uh, in regards to just the combat scenarios and the way that like the mechanics of the entire game? Uh, right now, the only thing I see that's different, uh, there are new, there are going to be new, a new race that we're going to run into, which I haven't run into yet. Uh, new characters are coming, and as far as gameplay, nothing has changed. Now the new race might have different gameplay, uh, but what about graphics, graphics are the same. Okay, yeah, I was actually hoping that they would have more dialogue, but that hasn't changed. So I'm hoping the third one actually has voice acting to a degree. I'm sure that's really expensive to have people come in and actually voice act. So yeah, yeah. So the third um, one comes out at the end of the month. That's why Austin's like. Russian, Russian yes. through oh, one. Is this first by uh, a big studio or an independent developer? Stoic, Stoic yeah. Games, and then uh, Versus Evil's publisher. Yeah, okay. so yeah. Versus Evil published uh, Pillars of Eternity too, and they've done several other games um, that are RPG style kind of combat games. But they have a pretty good following Versus Evil, and they also do a lot of like indie games that they publish. Like they have one coming out. I forgot the name of it, but it's a. Uh, it's a four-player couch co-op game. It's going to be great for our events. I can't wait for it to come out. Um, at a sun, oh, showdown, sundown, at sundown is what it's called. Um, but it's four-player co-op. Like you, when you shoot, you reveal yourself. But when you don't shoot, you're invisible. So that's gotcha. kind of cool. So better talk to you, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I didn't actually answer your question, but the only mechanic I've seen that's different is now in the battlefield, you can decide to use some of your supplies which you use to feed your caravan um, and actually use that to put down as um, like a barricade. Yeah. So you can decide to do that. And then it kind of like limits where enemies can come in at. So you can kind of bottleneck them if you want to. Now you don't get to place them. It automatically gets placed on the battlefield. So you can kind of strategize without it being this giant open field and trying to figure out where you want to set your guys up. You can just be like, okay, I'm going to put them all here. I know the enemies have to come through these like three or four so areas. Combat's kind of like it's not a small scale turn based <clears throat> thing. It's like a big scale battlefield, or is it? No, it's pretty small. Oh, is yeah. Okay. It's not like XCOM when it was like pretty expansive. Yeah, to a degree. This is uh, this is pretty contained. Well, I was looking at screenshots of it. It looked like it was almost akin to like you have armies almost, but I guess that's not it. No, you you face about. I think the most I faced was like six characters or six enemies. Oh, okay. And I can have up to I think. I think I have up six as well. So that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. This is one battle now where I had, uh, I think it's four enemies and then like three of the enemies end up coming in later after I right. killed them because I was supposed to hold this, hold the line. Um, it's interesting. It's gotten, the gameplay for me at first was very uh, tedious. I was on normal. I actually had to go to easy. I don't like doing that. 
but I'm trying to rush through this game right now. And it's very, very difficult fighting these enemies because you can actually group them up to do a chain attack. So if you hit one and they bounce back, they'll hit someone else and that guy will bounce back and it's just this ricochet. Right. If you line it, if you line the enemies up enough, which I haven't gotten, I guess I haven't gotten smart enough to do that. Or I just, I don't, I don't know how to do that really. Right. Without some of my guys, cause your guys are pretty weak. Yeah. Um, obviously you start leveling them up, they get higher attacks. I have favorites that I use all the time. I'm trying to evenly spread out people and they level up by kills. So the higher level you get, the more kills they need to level up. And it's, so it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's really tough. There's a lot of managing of different aspects of it for, you know, an RPG esque game. Yeah. Um, but it makes for a fun time. Story's getting better. You have most of the characters. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. And it was, I was hard. I was debating like, do I just skip this all together? And do I go to Banner Saga 3? But I, I figured I need to kind of rush through this one to that, so I know what's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Banner Saga 3 comes out July 24th. So we're playing 1 and 2 to prepare for the release of Banner Saga 3, which is like two weeks away. Right. So Are you going to finish it in time? I don't know. <laughs> it took me about a month to finish the first one. Uh, but I got distracted with other games. I, I'm, I'm pretty... I'm pretty focused right now because I'm enjoying the story. I'm enjoying the combat. So I'm ready to kind of just run through it. And um, I've gotten over the fact that I have to read everything, which is fine. So cool. So dig. Oh, yeah. Dig. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's going to wrap it up for our game segment. Everybody stay tuned. We'll be back for our video game news, which is going to include talk about uh, the new Fortnite season five. So we'll be right back here in a moment. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. It's time for our video game news. In this segment, we share the best headlines from the week in the gaming industry. And first up, we have some news on Warframe. We've never actually talked about Warframe on the podcast. What? But I feel like after 170, I've never talked episodes, about Warframe on your podcast. No. Yeah. No. What about, what about playing it? Yeah, have I played, you played it. it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Briefly. Did you play it, Austin? I played it on the PlayStation Four for like a minute, and I didn't like it. That's about what. I yeah, did. I didn't like it either. But that was like early ish. On when it was free, uh, well, it's been free, but yeah, it's it's so so tell us about Warframe. Yeah, so I want to talk about this because they brought they have two updates that they announced, and apparently, this game has been overhauled heavily over the years. Like, they redid the graphics engine, they've updated all the systems, and they've done tons and tons of stuff to it. Mm -hmm. And it's built this like really strong community around it. Mm -hmm. And um, they just announced two expansions that they're doing over the next two years. Uh, one of which is an expansion called Fortuna, which is a cyberpunk themed open world area on Venus that comes out at the end of the year. And in this uh, area, there's going to be a new faction of cyborgs that control the Blade Runner esque dead internment colony on Venus. Oh. And, I always wanted uh, to visit that. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it'd be great. I think you'd have, you'd meet some great people there, yeah. you know, friendly people. Sure. That's especially. Um, so uh, in this hub, you can interact with other players, trade loot, et cetera. Um, they're really trying to kind of go against destiny with this in a way, like they're, they're pushing towards destiny on outdoing their, uh, their stuff in some former fashion. But then in addition, players will be instanced with one another and allowed to freely roam around the plains of Eidolon. And, uh, in here they can hunt for rare items, take down monsters, engage with whatever other hostile alien forces are on the loose. And then last but not least, they will have an addition of hoverboards. So you can ride hoverboards inside this campaign, which is pretty cool. But that's not the big thing. That's just one of the things that's coming out. The next thing that they're going to release is uh, their next um, 
It's called Operation Codename Railjack. And it's going to let players, this comes out in 2019. It's a brand new mode. It's going to let players of take crew warships in space, kind of like Sea of Thieves a little bit. So the way that they describe this is, um, let me let me get, get here. So yeah, four players will be able to group up, get on a ship, and then fly seamlessly into space. Each person on board will have a unique role like piloting, controlling the turrets, managing shields and repairs. Kind of like Lovers in Dangerous it's Space like Time. It's like Lovers yeah. in Dangerous Space Time. Um, except in full 3D and probably a little less cute. Oh, I just know? thought you would just bounce over into Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Oh, yeah. You know, no, they just switch yeah. games. Oh, yeah. You they, that mode? Yeah, you just no? transition. Like, yeah. you're all in 3D, yeah. and we get up in space, and it becomes like a side-scroller. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, so the goal of this mode is to let people discover, board, and ultimately take control of various AI-controlled enemy ships. Once you're close enough, you can launch arch wings, big mech suits that go over top of your Warframe mech suit to get inside the vessels and complete objectives like they normally would on any other map. Um, so with this, it's kind of cool because like you can get together with your group of friends, go out into this expansive world of space and basically just attack other warships and do combat scenarios where kind of like remember when we played Titan mode and Battlefield 2142? And you like launched up into the Titan. Oh, and yeah, you yeah. Take control of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically this component, but up in space. But you have to find those ships to oh, wow. raid and attack. I thought, you, I thought you'd take over like um, shields and someone has deterrence, like uh, levers in a dangerous space time. Yeah. Well, you do that. And then when you get to the ship, you have to raid the ship. Oh, you raid someone else's ship and destroy it. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Well, I guess I need to play this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff coming out with it and it started off really slow and kind of kind of weak, but now they're back in the game and people are loving it. So it's makes me want to jump in and play Warframe. Um if anybody plays Warframe, you should shoot us an email, let us know what you think of it, and we might jump in and play with you. All right, so PUBG is a thing that the still good old, exists. Good old um, PUBG. They weren't and sued out of um existence yet not yet not yet that got dropped thank you yeah. uh but uh streamer shroud who people may have heard of in the past is very very popular he uh played PUBG with a hacker and uh there's uh this hacker that he, i watched this video it's like a 20 30 minute video on uh on the internet and uh it's really really interesting in that He's sitting there playing this game. He's cracking up and he knows like he, he even says in the stream, he's like, I'm going to get banned for this. But he's playing with this guy who is basically helping him hack the world. So this guy has a hack that allows him to no clip cars. So much. like you can jump into his car and like fly up in the air and he can just no clip across the map and take him anywhere he wants to go. So Shroud's like, hey, man, can you take me to this little place over here? Like, I need to go get supplies. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can totally take you over there. He's like, man, do you see any uh, attachments around here? He's like, oh, yeah, there's an attachment for your gun over there. So, like, he knows where all the things are and he knows where the enemies are. So they fly into this area. He drops them off and he's like, oh, there's three guys in that building over there. He's like, oh, there is. All right, cool. So, like, Shroud sets himself up and just, like, goes in there, just guns a blaze and just takes them all out and eliminates them. <laughs> so he's racking up, like, 15, 20, 30 kills or something like that. And this guy, like, there's a part where they're, like, flying through the air. And the guy's like, yeah, I sell hacks. And uh, and he's promoting himself, advertising himself about <laughs> selling hacks on a live stream. Oops. Yeah. 
not the best idea, but and then bam. Hey, if that guy could, uh, the hacker could join my state of de- decay two game and enable <laughs> no clipping on my vehicle. I would be really grateful because uh, <laughs> yeah, that would have help it enabled by when I get stuck <laughs> on a door or rock. Just just pay him to come in for yeah, a second. Like, hey, boop, can you come in and just boop. fix me so I don't waste <laughs> my Thanks. Bye. Gas. Thanks. Yep. So he got temporarily banned, and. Uh, it was it was it was funny. So it made for a great video, I think. But he got banned for a month, and he can't play right now. So uh, like yeah. he wants to. But this guy, <laughs> it was it was just funny. So anybody that hasn't seen this yet, just go YouTube. You know, Shroud playing with Hacker, and it'll pop up, and it's it's hilarious, absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah. So Overwatch League playoffs are coming up. They have been approved to be on. Uh, Overwatch is going to be on ESPN, ABC, and Disney. So you'll be able to watch Overwatch on all of those things, which is really exciting for esports. I'm excited. Because that's got itself, like, it's big time. Like, okay. Overwatch, they okay. just started, and now they're reaching huge audiences through the. I mean, ABC, it's pretty cool. That's, uh, yeah, they, I don't know how much bigger they could get, but that's pretty good. Yeah, so, so just, we'll, just, it'll be interesting just, to see what kind of numbers that they get from this um like you know i mean this is all mainstream so like i mean especially abc but uh it'll be interesting to see what kind of things change but the entire finals will be aired there unfortunately like espn3 is the network that they're going to do some of the quarterfinals on but as it gets closer towards the end the finals will be on espn proper and then uh they're going to have highlight recaps on ABC and then ESPN2 is going to broadcast the semifinals, the last day of the semifinals, um, things like that. But Disney XD is going to do like the quarterfinals so with ESPN3. So those are lesser watch channels, but mm-hmm. it's still on those channels. So that's kind of cool. But um, I don't know. Is anybody watching Overwatch League at all? Getting involved in that? Well, when they put it on Netflix, I'll be sure to watch it. There. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe they should try that that distribution platform. That's instead. right. I'm surprised they haven't like released an app to oh, watch yeah. watch it. You can watch it on their website, but not. You can't like, watch it app. on the BattleNet app. No, I mean like on Netflix or, or like on a oh, TV oh, yeah, or yeah. like a TV streaming service. Yeah, yeah you can watch it on BattleNet. They need app. an esports app. Whoever makes an esports app would just make billions. Would they? Would. One stop shop. I know. Let's do it. Yeah. Patent pending. On it. You can't have it. Make it happen, Captain. All right. Now let's talk about some Fortnite. Fortnite had their. We talked about last week the uh, the tears in the sky, and then they announced later on that worlds would be colliding, and now season five has dropped. So you have a new battle pass, ten dollars. Buy it up. Get all kinds of unlockable stuff. Got some skins in there, some XP upgrades, things like that. Biggest additions are a golf cart, a drivable golf cart that holds four players. Four people can ride in a cart oh, around yeah. the map. Don't mind if I do. And then there's portals. So you can watch through these walk through these little portals mm-hmm. and they like take you up in the sky and then you can like glide down. Switch back in your glider and glide down. So that totally changes the one game. time use is sadly. But that I thought that was pretty cool actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a nice little thing. Especially if you're really far out and you need that quick boost so you can just right. Which happened to me plenty of times. I'm just like, well, not going to make it to the circle this time. Yep, that's how bad, <laughs> how bad I am. And then, uh, Dane, have you played Fortnite at all? No, I have not. Dude, you should download it. Yeah, it's right here. Everybody's all about that game. <laughs> There's a desert in the game now, so they and a racetrack and a racetrack. So you could probably race with 
the, the new carts they got. Just run around, see who wins. So other people come up upon the hills and shoot you down, something like that. Oh wow, they've made it big. They've done like some significant changes yeah. to it. Yeah, no, there's a lot of. Different I haven't things seen now. like the the major changes. They added Paradise Farms, which is a desert area, instead of Moisty Mire. The Dusty Divot okay. is now now has grass, so that's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, La- Anarchy a- Acres is now Lazy Links. There's a uh, waterfall where there's a mountain where the waterfall's at, and they have a uh, very uh, Viking thing up there. That's cool. Is there yeah. anything hidden behind the waterfall? I don't know. No one said anything yet. Oh, I'm sure there's some kind of hidden stuff in there. The uh, the battle pass gives you Ragnarok. You can get the Ragnarok skin at the very end. So that's, that's cool. kind of sweet. Oh, that, uh, nice. Ragnarok nice. skin. Oh, it's awesome. Those of you watching, just Google Ragnarok skin. It's great. Yeah. Um, Brett just drew a really nice picture of it. It's, I did, it's yeah. It's it very beautiful. It's amazing. That's <laughs> pretty awful that yeah. way. Awful? I'm not awful. I'm amazing. Awful drawer. To myself. To yeah. yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. So Fortnite's got some stuff out there. If anybody's played it, let us know what you think about it in the comments. And uh, we'll chat about it later on. But uh, I need to jump into it and play it, play it some more extensively uh, and stuff like that. Are you going to buy the Battle Pass? You going to jump into no, I'm it? I'm not buying another one. Bebop PUBG? I know. I'm done with that too. Okay. About $10 down, Dre. I can sense I the regret there. <laughs> yeah, so much regret. Um, I had to do it for the game, for the for the podcast. Doing it for the podcast. Doing it for the podcast. All right, so next thing up, we have... We haven't talked... So this is interesting. So we haven't talked about Warframe at all. We haven't talked about VR in a long time because VR hasn't really had a lot of huge updates. There's been a ton mm-hmm. of games coming mm-hmm. out, but nothing that's like newsworthy to put out into the sphere... But uh, HTC just brought out, or Steam VR just released 2.0. And uh, the Vive Pro is a new headset that's out that's a lot better. And uh, I think they have it set up wirelessly. Either that, they have a really damn long wire attached to it. But basically, there's a video that they put out on uh, uploadvr.com. And in this, you have a character or guy who <laughs> is wearing the headset and he walks through three separate rooms in VR seamlessly. So he's got it on and they have three rooms set up. Each room has two beacons in the corners like you're supposed to have. And he was able to walk. Now granted, like how many people are going to like put beacons all throughout their house to make their whole house VR. But ultimately that's what they did. And he was able to travel from like through a door with a headset on and grab the doorknob, open it up and it, seemingly may have mapped this world and there was objects in the space that they put around the area that he was able to see and reach down and grab or pick up and interact with which i thought was pretty interesting this is cool yeah so it's a uh it's a video that's on uploadvr.com worth checking out but i'm excited to see what kind of potential they have with this this is cool but again what i've been saying about vr since the beginning is that they need to have rooms like in arcades like bowling alleys slash arcades where you can do stuff like this and maybe instead of doing laser tag it's vr tag and it's like you know four and four or whatever they have that and they have do they already yeah. okay that's right it's very limited though yeah right well no i mean it's a whole warehouse i know but like this isn't uh, like everywhere oh right, like it's right, limited right. to yeah. only certain areas this might be something where they can actually add in different uh 
like instead of having just like an open field, you maybe you can actually put a few camera, a few of the sensors everywhere into like a maze type room to give it that feeling of, you know, you're actually in a space and you can run around and stuff like that. I think that'd be kind of cool. So VR paintball. Something like that. Yeah. That's what I would love to have. Like, why play a real paintball when you can play a VR paintball and yeah. not get dirty? Yeah, that's true. Great. <laughs> not yeah. get dirty. Yeah. And don't lose any eyes. Right. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. You know, that'd yeah. be nice. Don't have no the sting. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Don't need that crap. Just throw me in a room. <laughs> yeah. I think a laser tag would be really cool because you can make that pretty immersive. Like normal laser tag, they just have shiny lights and things like that. But you can make it seem like you're fighting, I don't know, monsters yeah, or make, uh, zombies yeah. or could, something crazy. You know, sweet. Call of Duty scenarios. Yes. Yes. That. that would be cool. Yeah. Then hopefully there's no like PTSD that is a result well, of yeah. people playing these games. I highly it's doubt too that. Real. I highly doubt it's that. too real. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool that there, there's some headway going on with VR. Um, and from a Google standpoint, Google's getting heavy into video games right now. They're talking about making a console system of some kind. Huh. So we'll see what happens with that. Huh. But there's okay. not much news about it yet. It's just all kind of rumor and speculation. I'm pretty so. sure if history tells us anything, there can only be three consoles at a time. Because every time there's been four, one of them will fail. Yep. So that's true. Always, That's what I would R- guess. Only be R.I.P. Sega Dreamcast. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, gosh. You know? I bought that. I bought into that hype. I was so <laughs> excited. I was like, well, because it was it was going to be like the the Switch that I always wanted, but then yeah. it wasn't. And then it wasn't. And, and then the, the Switch, Switch was the Switch. And the Switch was the Switch. <laughs> yeah. Um, so last thing we have, Overwatch did a charity campaign last week, um, and they let players purchase a pink skin for Mercy. This was to benefit a charity for breast cancer research, and it went to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. And from that charity campaign, they raised a whopping $12.7 million for this foundation. And um, this was, ultimately, they made this skin, they put it out there, and you could buy it for $15, and you got the skin. And everything else went to the charity. And they also had a t-shirt you could get for $30. Um, as part of the campaign, they also teamed up with some uh, more than two dozen Overwatch streamers, and those alone helped bring in one hundred thirty thousand dollars for the campaign, which ran for two weeks. Um, so, with that money, they say that it's going to go help the prevent help prevention strategies, improve treatment, survivorship, and quality of life for breast cancer patients worldwide. Um, so, yeah, they were doing some charity work, and it was very successful. And the skin, the skin was very nice. The skin was cool. It definitely was. But after I forgot what the there's a documentary. I think it was on Netflix for a while. Maybe it was on Prime Video. But I watched it, and it was it, like what we talked about earlier um, in between the segments. You know, it shows how Susan G. Komen is like just taking money and running with it, right? <laughs> and it's just like after that, I was like, I can never donate to to this again. And they brought up a good point. Not that it's political, but we've been fighting cancer for like 50 years and like almost trillions of dollars have gone into it and we have not made headway at all. Yeah. So I just like, you know what? I think it's I'm not going to donate to complicated, this. Complicated, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I think the rule of thumb there is just research the charities that you're donating to. Right. So, you know, right. make sure that they're actually using that money for the intended yeah, uh, or your intended. Make sure they're yeah, transparent tax. about yeah. where their money goes. Exactly. So. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for our new segment here, everybody. Thank you for watching. Stay tuned for our discussion topic if you're listening. And uh, we'll be right back to talk about 
the rest of 2018 in video games. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. Today, we are going to be talking about our... So we are halfway through the year, believe it or not. Like, we're about to start August. I mean, we're like halfway through July. It's crazy. I don't know what's happened. Um, it's moving so fast. It's a bit but of a rough year for video games in the sense has. that there's so many video games. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. Too many. So we're going to talk about our collective top five games of the first half of 2018. And then we're going to go into talking about our individual top three most anticipated games for the second half of 2018. So let's jump right in to the first half. So we started out strong, right? Like January, we started off Big. with Celeste and Monster Hunter World. I want to start with Celeste because Celeste came on the Switch, blew our minds. What a story. Climbing, dealt with depression, <laughs> yeah. like incredibly hard platformer. Like that game was something else. Oh, man. Instant, like everybody was talking game of the year. Until God of War, of course, yeah, until God we'll of War talk came about out in a second. But yeah, man, yeah, Celeste had this really interesting story that really kind of you, you don't realize what you're getting into until you get into it, and then it like it grabs you by the hooks and just keeps you there. And the gameplay is fast paced, and it's addicting for for some odd reason, which is a game that I would never want to pick up. But after seeing uh, Devin play it, I was like, I got to play this. And now it's just like. You just want to keep going for some reason. You you keep failing and failing. It's like the the quick version of Dark Souls, which is actually more entertaining than Dark Souls. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Screw Dark Souls, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I love Celeste. It's 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 a blast to play and it's incredibly challenging. But every death you learn from that death, like you you learn what you did wrong and you can get a little bit better and better and you may have died 40 times trying to get past this little section. Oh, yeah. But at the end of it, you're like, all right, I achieved something. So I feel like going back <laughs> to the beginning would be super easy because I've done so much up to that point that I know that, um, yeah, I mean, it just can be that much better. So it's quality game for sure. Yeah. Um, one of the other games on our list, as we mentioned earlier, well, actually after that, so after Celeste came out, we had Monster Hunter World. So that was the next big game. That was like, damn, this is going to be game of the year. Monster Hunter World was amazing. This was like a more accessible Monster Hunter game that came out on PlayStation 4 exclusively. And I think we, we played a lot of it. I mean, I put in at least 40 yeah, hours, yeah. which for me is a lot. So it was it was intense. And um, like the monsters were incredibly gratifying to take down and kill. Like going up against the Anjanath for the first time, I was like, you son of a bitch, you're going to go down. <laughs> I'll take you down and I'm going to get all your skin so I can make armor out of it and rub it in your face. That was a very addictive uh, gameplay mechanic. Very Destiny. We had to grind for gear and stuff like that. Um, but this was way more satisfying. You had to actually, you know, it's better to play with friends. You can plan out how you're going to take this beast down. You can swip, swap out weapons and stuff and kind of like coordinate which is a lot better co-op right. as a co-op mechanic and then going into town and like seeing what else you need and then for the world to start opening up and the monsters start getting hotter and then having the bounties they're called bounties or no they yeah, weren't bounties bounty. but bounties yeah. were they okay yeah. yeah they have bounties and they have challenges and uh there's one other thing in there i forgot what it was called but yeah bounties were something like that you would add the bounties and just carry yeah. them out as time went on yeah 
then the daily challenge or the not daily challenge, but the like, weekly challenges that were like kill five of these guys and two of these guys and then turn it in and you get rewards. So it was pretty cool. Danny, did you ever play a Monster Hunter game? No, did yeah. not. It's it's I this it's, the, yeah I've heard the f- originals were very very hard. And like Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then like just very complicated and how you set it up. It's like this one, like it's very plain. Like you don't have to worry about inventory management, which hey, I hate. I hear you hate inventory and it's, management. It's so bad. And this one handled you it pretty well. Ha- yeah, you you had you to do it, but it. like you didn't have to worry about. Okay, I ran out of space as much. Which was really nice. I actually ran out of space all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. I never did. I was magic like that. <laughs> so good. It was just like, yeah, I got, you I got all pick up space. Anything. <laughs> yeah, I picked up stuff. Okay. But then I right. consumed right. it pretty easily. True. Or I spent True. it on like gear often. Right. And then I would dismantle all my gear because I was like, I don't need this thing anymore. Like, who needs great Jargus armor when you got Anjanath armor? Stuff like that. So and the, the progression was good too because starting off trying to kill the Angie and ass was like, oh gosh, this guy's so hard. And you see these other animals or other monsters, and you're just like, I'm never gonna be able to get to the point where I can defeat them. Obviously, you need friends to help you out, and then eventually you get that armor and upgrade that armor, and then you become more powerful. And then you go out and like these these uh, monsters early on that were very seemingly very powerful became very weak very quickly. And then you get to the big guy, which I forgot his name. What was his name? Big guy. Uh, Rag, oh, rag, rag, rag in the rock. Yeah. <laughs> I forget I his name. About, but I don't remember his name. The big yeah. dragon guy is like, that was, where was that? Oh, wait. No, I can't remember the name. Yeah, you know. There was two of them. There yes, there was. There was two of them. Yeah. Rathian. The one was a Rathian. Rathian. I forgot what the other one was. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, yeah. So then this was like, this was all January, which is crazy. So then we have a little bit of downtime and then God of War comes out. God of War, mm. where they take this big badass and make him into a father. It's like a much more personal story. One camera shot. Oh. Everybody here at this table played oh. it. Yep. Oh. God of War. How did made that impact me, your life? Made me glad to dust off my PS4 again, finally. Yes. I haven't played my PS4 in quite some time. Man. And uh, bringing that back out. It's been a long time since I played the God of War games too, but I thought that was an awesome update to such a great uh, title. You know uh, that just the storytelling, the way that uh, the scenes are so epic in the first place, with the mythology of gods and everything else. They do such a phenomenal job of just making that a beautiful and awesome game to play, and I think they just nailed it. It was oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah, that gameplay. It's just, yeah. but you make you feel really powerful. And some of those scenes did. Uh, I actually cried. I actually cried yeah. for one scene. It was just that dynamic between father and son, and 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 no spoilers. Yeah, I won't spoil yeah. too much. I would not have uh, believed if you told me that they can make God of War and make it like Last of Us and have yeah. like a <laughs> father, you know, child relationship that you actually believed and and understood and felt. I would not have believed that. And I think to do that with a character like Kratos, like that's an un- unbelievable accomplishment. Right. And then everything else in the game was just great. The right. gameplay mechanics, fighting, and the story, everything else was awesome. Bring that axe back in your hand. Ugh. That's great. Jeez. Oh, boy. 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 <laughs> Get over here, boy. <laughs> you got a pretty mouth. Don't think that Sorry. was in the gutter right <laughs> No, it's now. not. That not. Either. Um, I was like, what? The way you were saying boy was what not. boys are you talking to? <laughs> boy. No, I'm not talking to no boys. No. Yeah. Yeah. Thank that, God. Okay. So, anyway. Yeah, that was awesome. So yeah, God of War. Then definitely, after that, sorry. Oh yeah. One last thing. It's definitely my contender for game of the year. Like, it is a number one right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, my contender is definitely the crew too. No, I'm just kidding. I never played it because everybody said it wasn't very good. I will. So, I will leave this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then we had a special game in our hearts is that it? is a re- renewed game, a sequel called actually, Warhammer Vermintide. That came out before God of War. Either way, yeah. <laughs> did it just really? Bomb. Yeah, they did. Oh man, because we played that a lot, and then eventually God of War came out. Oh, I didn't realize that. Well, I didn't yeah. play it until way after. Exactly, so. exactly. So for yeah. you, this is exactly how it came out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Warhammer Vermintide 2, the sequel to Vermintide 1, basically left for dead with the Warhammer universe. And it is remarkable. And I finally got to play it. Good for you. Like two weeks ago. Good for you. I played the beta, but I didn't play the actual game itself uh, until recently. And it's a lot of fun. I love it. Updated graphics, updated AI, updated enemies, newer type enemies. Uh, boss battles or like the boss creatures are so much more dynamic and, and powerful. We're playing on veteran recently and man, some of those bosses, like it requires a lot of work and uh, the loot system is much more dynamic. Although you still can't get the, uh, uh, you're supposed to have cosmetics, but apparently the loot, f- the, the, the RNG for that is like super low, like 4% oh, yeah. of the time. So I have a, I had a friend who was talking to me about it. It was just this minor complaint. It's just that he's opened like 200 of those chests and he hasn't got a single piece of cosmetic. Really? So mo- most of it is just you get art, you get, um, you get gear and then you can break that down into components and then use that to reroll stats and create gear and then upgrade gear and stuff like that. It was really cool and they've really refined a lot of it. So it's a lot more streamlined for, from Ver- Vermintide 1. So, especially if you like co-op games, like this is a really cool game to sit down with your friends, have a good time. It's not too stressful and you have a lot of great moments that you can talk about. Unlike Brett, Brett doesn't have any. I had some good moments last time. Okay, cool. I mean, we only played the same map three times, but that was okay. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Because uh, what was that? A bounty or a bon- uh, reward a quick you play. got? It was to, quick play. Well, I mean, no, but you got... The reason we did quick play was because you were getting some kind of challenge achievement yeah, yeah. for doing it. Uh, yeah better rewards like, at the end dang it so so annoying it's a great great little co-op game or multiplayer co-op game for your friends which definitely is something we played a lot of this year i think it's on xbox yes i believe it's on xbox yeah. i believe it's, not, it's on playstation it's not, it's not a play anywhere unfortunately but yeah it, is, it doesn't like cross play yeah like i wish it would but it's There's no would you get it if it's cross play yeah yeah but i have a ps4 also so that's true that. that's true yeah. Do you have well, Vermintide that's 1? definitely not crossplay PS4. Do you play Vermintide One? No. Okay. Is this your kind of game? Did you it's play Left 4 Dead? Oh yeah, I love okay. Left 4 Dead. Awesome. Played the crap out of it. Awesome. It was amazing. Yeah, that was this a great is, game. Still waiting for Left 4 Dead Three, but you know how Valve is. They don't make they, third versions. They don't make threes. They, they just recreate. They just they don't do anything. <clears throat> yeah. I'll take it. Left 4 Dead Two and a Half. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please, yeah, please. You know, it's interesting. Somebody made a comment the other day that I found very fascinating. Did not think about this before. But like the whole reason Steam ever became popular, because they were they were talking about like how people get buy into systems and stuff like that. And the whole reason Steam became a thing, because Steam was garbage when it first came out. I don't know if you guys ever played Steam when it like originally launched, like way back in 2013 or whatever. But it was it was trash, like the worst possible application ever. But you had to have it to play Half-Life 2. Like you were required to have Steam installed to play Half Life Two, mm. so that was how they got all the massive buy-in because that game was amazing. Right, and then every game thereafter. So when CS Source came out, like that required Steam to play, 
And it was like, holy shit. I never like put that together until recently that that's how they made such a huge phenomenon. And that's now how everyone else is doing it. Yeah. Create their own little little ecosystem program and all the battlefield. You gotta have origin. Sorry. That's how it is. Ugh. Um, Damn it, Steam. So last of the top five that we have here, there wasn't any particular order. There was a release date order, but then I screwed, screwed that up. So sorry, everybody. But last game came out in May. Detroit Become Human from Quantic Dream. Austin and I have played that extensively. Yes. Austin's beat it. I'm almost there. Almost there. I normally don't beat games, but this will be bought, beat. <laughs> beaten. And maybe beaten again. Man. till it Dang. dies. Okay. But I think they unlock the ability where you can go back to certain chapters and play that one as opposed to having to start over from the beginning. Oh, that's There's cool. some chapters that I just don't really care to play again because right, it's just right. like one path. Right, right. But then the ones that have like huge branching paths, I'm like, yes, I want to go back and play that. And that was, I mean, the story was intriguing. Like this whole world, the world that they built was really cool. Cyberlife, you know, is in Detroit. You buy androids to cook clean for you. You can even buy androids that are like your girlfriend and stuff like that. Like yeah, all these different android types and models you could buy for different prices to live with you and then eventually there's this these three different pathways that are completely different narratives that all intertwine and tie in together and i'm assuming they're going to come to a big huge like massive collaboration at the very end but it's they're so different like one is like a story about a revolution one is a story about just an android trying to protect this little girl Another is a story about a uh, like detective android who is conflicted with, you know, following the rules or going with, you know, like should I save a human or not? You know, those kinds of things. Even if it means that I break a rule, so it's like these these crazy moral dilemmas that come into play at every turn that you have to act quick on it, and it's like, right. all right, so this choice is, tough. is huge in this game, which which is. They, they, they've evolved the way a narrative choice is made in video games, I think. Would you agree with that? Oh, totally. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I would like there's so many outcomes. Do this. You, yeah. you, you, the, the replayability is super high on this. Now, gameplay-wise, there's not much to it. I mean, it's all just kind of walk around and then make quick decisions, which I don't know, it's more, of, more on the lines of a Telltale game to a degree, if you're into that. A little bit more evolved than Telltale, oh, yeah. thank goodness. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But you walk around the world, you use your little joystick to make funky movements with the joystick, <laughs> and then you use the touchpad to swipe things. And right. sometimes you like yank your joystick up to use the gyroscope controls. Um, but yeah, sure. that's about the extent of it. But as far as player choice goes, like this is one of the few games that I play that actually makes me feel like my player choice mattered. Oh, yeah. Or my player choice, I got pissed off by. I was like, no, that went. that's not what I wanted to have yeah. happen. A few times you pick something, but it's not what you thought it would be, which I think will always be an issue for player for choice games like this. Like, it's just yeah. hard to you can't have every choice possible. Can't make every right decision. That's true. We all make bad decisions. As is life. <laughs> As is life. You learn from your mistakes. So that is our top five in no particular order of the first half of 2018. So let's pivot now to our top three most anticipated games of tw- the second half of 2018, starting with number three. So we're going to do a roundtable fashion oh, here. I have no order for this. Okay. Well, make an order now. Uh, Get ready. 
order. Order. Okay, we can just go around the table. Okay. So no particular order, but our top three most anticipated games from each person. Should, should each person just say the top three, and then we'll just go from there, just have a little discussion? No, I like to jump around. Okay, that's fine. Bit. Yeah. Um, so we'll do uh, Dane first. Okay. We got, what's your so first top three? I'm most looking forward to Red Dead Redemption 2. That's kind of a no-brainer. The original was such a phenomenal game. Just yes. unbelievable oh, yeah. game. And I can't wait to go back and revisit that again. I've wanted to go back and replay that game. Just haven't had a chance. But this is going to be... I'm pretty excited about it. One of my favorite things in Red Dead Redemption was playing online with my buddies and just running them over with horses <laughs> to watch the ragdoll physics of them tumbling all over the dusty road. So I'm Typical Rockstar ragdoll physics. Yeah, I don't great. like Rockstar's... Like movement animations, yeah, gameplay movement. Has that been an issue with anybody? Especially they're, in like GTA. Ironically, like, they're kind of similar. Story. They're kind of similar to Detroit Become Human. <laughs> because yeah, because those are clunky. Like when you like, yeah, but you could. It's easier that way. I feel like in GTA and with Red Dead, it's kind of something weird about it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you're just weird. It's okay. I am it's weird. Fine. Yeah, no, Red Dead Redemption. Like the online multiplayer of that one was impressive yeah. for the time. Like they did some really cool stuff and I'm really anxious to see them reveal what they're going to do with this next one because they got to take it a step up and it's been like what, 10, 15 years or whatever. It's been forever, I think. The last one came out like it's, yeah. Yeah. The last one came out actually in the uh, West, old West era in the 1800s. That's when Mm. first Red Dead. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 The early 1800s. Yeah. Is there anything specific you're looking forward to? Just, yeah, just uh, pretty much all of it. Uh, <laughs> just all of it. I mean, it had a great story, campaign, you know, good. Right, I right. mean, if you haven't played it by now, then there's no real spoilers because I don't know what mm. you've been waiting for. But, I mean, it had a great twist at the end, like the way that that, they, uh, that played out. And, right, uh, right. you know, every, they really just nailed it because I don't think people were expecting, like, Grand Theft Auto Western to work at all. And everything they did was just great, you know. Uh, from horses and carriages and trains and everything to those yeah. ways to get around to getting killed, mauled by cougars constantly, <laughs> which was hilarious and also terrifying. Yeah. Uh, so many things just were amazing about that game. And I'm pretty sure, you know, Rockstar can manage to surpass what they've done before. From the, I agree. I, I'm curious to know, like, how much mature this game will be. Because I was actually watching some clips and stuff from the last one. And some of the characters seem like, you know, over the top kind of zany wonky thing which is fine like you know i think it works for that setting especially back then so i don't know if they're gonna choose like a more mature all the way through i mean obviously you're gonna have some comedic stuff along the way but i don't know it just seems like it's a video game it doesn't have to be realistic but it's like kind of remote like i don't know i bet it'll be a lot more serious than grand theft auto is because grand theft auto is pretty zany a lot that's of places. true yeah but I bet I bet they're definitely going to take a more serious tone with everything. But then I think multiplayer will have some zany elements to it. Yeah, like I, yeah. would, I would think that they would kind of stretch that out a little bit and make it make it bonkers. Right. Either way, I'll be happy way. with that. Yeah. Um, that's also on my top three list. Um, nice. I'm super excited about Red Dead Redemption. It's it's going to be a hard year for game of the year because <laughs> this. But the pro- the other problem is we don't know much about Red Dead Redemption 2. So, like, I mean, knowing Rockstar, their pedigree is, like, top-notch games left and right. But we have God of War that's in there. Like, that's going to be tough to dethrone. 
But I don't know. Red Dead Redemption's got it in it. But to, and it's gonna have high expectations. Red Dead Redemption definitely exactly. It's gonna have just massive expectations. It's almost gotta be perfection. Which I like don't cyberpunk. I don't really right. feel like the first one had that going into it. No. I think people are just like it was cool the Rockstar game. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't really know if I'm gonna like it. I you think know, the, running that, around the country all the time. That could of, that could help its chances for game of the year. Yeah. No no one has any expectations. Yeah. So well, can blow people out of the water. No, no, no. Like this yeah, one does this have one, expectations. Super high expectations. Yeah. Like everybody's expecting like greatness. Oh, oh yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. The first one was like, nobody knew what this game was going to be about because it's brand new IP. And now it's like, everybody knows that the first one yeah. was amazing. And now it's like, this one needs to be even more amazing. Yeah. And so like, yeah. the So that's going to be tough. I have no expectations. Them. Well, then you'll probably really like it. <laughs> I so hope that'll so. be easy for you. Yeah. But for people with high expectations, I think that, you know, yeah. the higher your expectations, the easier it is to disappoint you. Right. So, um, you know, they, for me, they like, they haven't revealed too much about the story. I think there's enough there to be like, okay, cool. But like, there's so much more that's being left out, which I don't have a clear picture of. Like, I know the visuals are going to be great. Obviously, there's, we know some about the characters and kind of like the gameplay and how it's going to work, but well, yeah, there's I mean, nothing like I'm surprised they haven't shown any gameplay footage yet. Right. Like from the perspective of the player. Yeah. Like they've showed stuff that's in game, but not anything that's like, okay, here's what your player looks right. like. I'm sure I, I bet. I wonder if, I wonder if we're even going to see anything until the game comes out. Like, at this we point, probably tease it as they get yeah. closer. It's like Gamescom you know, coming up. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. There isn't, be. but I don't know why they would do it at Gamescom. I feel like they're just going to like big. a month beforehand. They're just going to have a bunch of press drops. They're going to reach out yeah. to all the press and be like, "All right, y'all, let's let's do gameplay demos and like show even, off all this stuff." Yeah, because they're not going to just this release point, it without you knowing anything about it. But at this point, they should have already released something. If they haven't released it now, I mean, we're so close to launch. You might as well just not even release anything. I kind of feel like they always do that though, because like Grand Theft Auto Five, you didn't really know a lot about how it was going to play out or you did know it was three characters but yeah. really not much beyond that rockstar doesn't really let a lot of the story elements out into the yeah. open beforehand so i th- cool with that just to I th- keep it yeah. kind of you know for the players to explore on their own when so. does it come out october or november i believe it's remember. october yeah because so with that what i think is going to happen i think the the tipping point october 26th okay so october 26th i bet you in september the September cover issue of Game Informer is going to be all about Red Dead Redemption. And that's oh, yeah. going to be the tipping point where it's going to like, okay, everything is coming out for that. Because Game Informer always gets like the top hot topics and stuff like that. Destiny 2 Forsaken's on the next cover. So like they got that thing coming out. After that, like there's not many things left. They've already done Spider-Man. They could do Fallout. They could do Battlefield. But I'm sure yeah. like one of those is going to be Red Dead Redemption. I, yeah, I don't see them doing Fallout actually. Yeah. So, uh, all right, Austin, what's one of yours here? Uh... I'll do Fallout 76. Okay. I'm pretty excited about it. Yes, RDR2 would be on my list. Um, again, obviously, I don't want to reiterate anything I've already said. But Fallout 76, obviously, I love Fallout. I love Bethesda. I was a little iffy on this at first, but now that I have kind of know more information about it, like I'm really pumped. It's awesome that we're going to play together. The world's going to be gigantic. So I'm curious. I, I still don't know how the quests are going to happen because apparently this is like a full Bethesda game with quests and stuff so yeah but be able to jump in there with friends is what i've been wanting to do for a while and uh everything seems like it's gonna fit well and i love fallout so it's just yeah yay hooray that's about it all right dane number two number two uh i'm gonna go with forza horizon 4 um i've got a kind of a different variety of uh games i'm looking forward to um and i would say fallout would be on mine but i just had a hard time with the last one you know 
the understandable always needing settlements to fix and all that stuff. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but I'm looking forward to Forza Horizon 4. I've always liked the I've racing genre has always been fun for me. Um, and I really like the way that they did this initially with the first Forza game because that the uh, Forza Horizon that is. Um, I really like the way that that progressed and the open world feel of it, which is the one thing I think that really stands out against other racing games. Yeah, it's much more accessible than Forza Motorsport for sure. And yeah. Microsoft needed that. Bad. And that definitely was a huge help is to have a relatively open world. I thought that that definitely made it m- me interested in, in the racing games again. So I'll be interested to see how they do with Forza Horizon 4 because I don't think I really played much of 3. Um, definitely did one and 2. Uh, no, it's funny. I bought it and then I bought the DLC for it and I never played hardly any of it. Like nice. I bought the Hot Wheels DLC because I thought that was so cool. And nice. I, but it's available on a, on a play anywhere now. So I have it installed on my oh, PC. Okay. So okay. I'm going to play it on there yeah, yeah. before three, four comes out. So yeah, but no, I'm, See, I'm really hyped about that too. I'm actually considering getting it because I loved, uh, what was it? What was the other one back in the day? I keep forgetting the name Need of it. Speed? No, the other one. Test Drive Unlimited. Test Drive Unlimited. Yeah, I was really into that. Like, that was a lot of fun. My computer could handle it, so I quit. But this one, definitely. Play with friends, run around yep. the world. I'm glad more games are going that way. Like, that yeah. just seems like a natural progression. Yeah. No, Brett? it's going to be a lot of fun. But my, this is probably my most anticipated that I'm going to talk about. But Spider Man. Freaking Spider Man. <laughs> the amazing Spider Man. Heck yeah. Heck Webbing yeah. around the city. Fighting bad guys, beautiful graphics, PS4, bringing it back. <laughs> oh, how, damn. How long have you been waiting for this? You can't even put it into words, it seems like. Right? No, yeah, I know. No. I, I think I've been waiting for it since the last one came out, whenever right, that right. was. Like many, 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 many years ago on PS2. Wow. So that's that's some, that's some history minutes. there. Yeah. yeah. And this game, it's just oh, it's so good. So like Spider Man is so cool. I'm watching Spider Man Homecoming right now. I'm almost done with it, and I really like it a lot. So it's getting me kind of pumped about the release of this. Heck yeah, and heck yeah. Once I jump into it, I'm gonna be like, yeah, web swing, web swing. This. See, there. I don't know. I know the story's gonna be compelling, and a lot, they have a lot of good enemies to battle. But I feel like the first thing I'm gonna do is just jump around the city and be yeah. like, yeah. Like I don't yeah. care. If I don't care about the story. I'm just yeah, right. jump around the city. Yeah. Until that gets boring, and then I'll like, okay, right. I'll maybe there, see there's story there's be streams yeah. of people just flying around the city doing whatever. Just I bet they'll have speed runs story. and stuff like that. Oh, that'd be cool. Time trials where oh, you can yeah. see how BPL's time and everything. But uh, uh, that, yeah. I was going to wait to do Spider-Man, but that's that's definitely mine. So, yeah, I agree with Brett. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Some consensus. Yeah. On, uh, oh, yeah. Here. Um, the third one that I'm picking is uh, Super Mario Party. Um, yes. it's been ages since I've played Super Mario Party and I think they finally with the Switch you've got a hardware a piece of hardware that you can actually use to get back into the co-op gaming uh, you know and this whole idea of co-op gaming in public that's why I started this uh, the Game Night Dallas thing in the first place is to get people to come back out into public and hang out and not be hiding in their basements anymore it's it's 2018 now it's we still, can be it's in still public a thing uh, be gamers. We, we can't have basements in texas because it's too much clay i'm just just gonna throw well you know much clay. <laughs> in other parts of the world there are people who I live know. in their basement <laughs> and play video games so uh you know it's uh it, 
I'm hoping that they'll bring back the the fun of the Super Mario Party stuff. And I think that yeah. that could oh, be yeah. it'd be really cool to see what they can do with it on the Switch. Nintendo generally doesn't screw up with their main intellectual property. I think that that'll be a good a good game. And it'll be really interesting to see how that works in a, you know, in an environment where you've got the Switch where you can take it with you. So I I would like to play it more out and about in places instead of just plugging it in at the, at the house. So that's what I'm really excited for more than some of these others to, to get out of my house. <laughs> and I really can't wait to make our Nintendo switches kiss each other. When you connect them for the party Decide. games, okay. they're they kissing. They, we know like what they, they we know what Brett likes. I so guess. so romantic. Brett, don't touch your switch. There's with gonna Brett's. be a kiss made <laughs> yeah. game where you have to like make your switches kiss each other. Oh man! Disinfect your screen. <laughs> <laughs> did, do you guys know if they had DLC for any of the other Mario parties? I don't think they did. I don't know because all their. I don't think DLC was really happening back then, right. As much as it is now. I don't know. I, I feel like Nintendo really didn't have DLC until recently. Because yeah. I know first DLC I heard about was the uh, what's it called. Splatoon DLC, yeah, they recently came out with. So I'm s- the way that they labeled this. I assume it's just going to be like obviously the way it is now, like with so many games. But then after they'll just start adding on maps or like why have or whatever. Yeah, like Maybe. why have a Mario Party Super Mario Party two when you can just have one and just add keep adding stuff. Yeah, and that, like I Fortnite. Mean, that seems to be the way just to add episodic content so you can charge right. for pieces of the game later. Super Smash is going to be too is right. having that like add on of stuff. Right. Where you just, this is the game, and then you'll get more stuff, but you're never going to have to buy another one ever again. Speaking of Super Smash Ultimate. Yeah. That is my one, that is my final pick for my top up th- three upcoming games this year. So we all love Smash. I love Smash. I haven't played it since GameCube. And <laughs> man, like that was ju- melee, jumping right? in. Yeah, it was yeah. melee. Like I'm dying to get my teeth on this. So happy Nintendo's brought the Switch out and it's come back in a big way. Are you going to kiss it's, it? I'm going to do more than that with it. No, <laughs> no just kidding. Okay. Just kidding. I do not kiss my Switch. It is not that great. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm ready to dive into it. Like we just got Brawl, which is like a, 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 a Smash clone on the Switch. Brawl out. Have you Brawl seen it? Brawl out. Yeah. And uh, it's fun, you know, and then they have Brawl Hollow, which is fun too. And it's better than Brawl out, but it's just there's nothing that can really... It doesn't, nothing feels the same. Having those characters is what draws you to the game. Right. You know, being able yeah. to play with all those great intellectual property characters, yeah. you know, and see who wins, you know, between Mario and Kirby. And this is one of those things that I can take anywhere and we can all, anyone can jump in. We just yep. have a freaking good time. Can't you have up to eight players at yeah. one, yeah. one time? Like it's that is ridiculous. Now. Yeah. Yep. How that's going to work, I have no idea. <laughs> it's going to be nuts. Like kissing your switches? Yeah. Lots of kissing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lots of kissing. Super Mario Party kissing, all that good stuff. That would be cool if you could put switches together to expand the levels. That would be so sweet. Well, that's what's in Super Mario Party. Well, I know that, but like not for, we haven't seen that in Ultimate. Oh, yeah. No, I doubt. That would be sweet. Yeah. That'd be interesting. How would you do that, though? Like, because it would be flat. So you'd be like, like trying to look at, I don't know. Oh, no, they have have the things pop up in the back. Oh, see, that's like, yeah, Link. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I could could see that. That could be a possibility. That'd be interesting. Anyway. Um, so my pick, my last pick is going to be Battlefield 5 because I'm a Battlefield fanboy and I can't get enough of it. Even though I didn't play a whole lot of Battlefield 1, I'm really pumped about this because it's going back to World War II and they're making a bunch of changes to squads. They're making a bunch of changes to how the game interacts. You got less ammo now. Um, you have to rely on your teammates a lot more. There's a lot of new maps. They're exploring some areas 
some theaters of war that weren't really explored that much in previous World War II games. Um, and then it's ripe for DLC to introduce. Like right now, this one's going to focus on like three main areas. Like you're not going to ever see any Japanese uh, Pacific theater combat realms in this game. But I bet that means that the DLC packs they bring out later on are going to include like a Pacific theater version or like this version or that version. But um, I don't know. I've heard talks of like Battle of Britain coming in there, which I played that on Battlefield 942. That was an awesome map. I don't know how they're going to make that work, but I really hope they bring that in there. Um, yeah, I just got a lot of a lot of history with uh, World War II games, and uh, that was that was kind of my foray into the video game world was playing World War II games. So, guess really it was excited. one of the greatest wars, I suppose. It was technology, it's weird to say, tactics. Yes. It was the epitome of warfare, I suppose, and that's why the games keep going back there. Yep. yep. And you had definite bad guys. Yeah. Everyone hates Nazis. You didn't have UAVs and aerial things that target stuff and yeah. You just had sandbags and Nazis sure. and yeah. like, yeah, fight the Nazis. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Crazy it Nazis. Good times. Yeah. Good times. So Anyway, so that's everything. That's our top five games of first half of 2018 and then our top three most anticipated picks for the second half. So let us know what your top three most anticipated games are. There's a ton of them we didn't mention because there's so many games coming out. Like Black Ops 4, you might be pumped about their Battle Royale. You might be really excited and stoked about Just Cause 4. Like there's there's a bunch of stuff coming out. Oh, man. Um, oh, man. So let us know in the comments what you think. And with that, that's going to conclude our discussion topic this week. If there's something you want to hear us talk about, you should email us at hellodinnergamer.net and we'll talk about it on a future podcast. We've got a few in the queue that people have sent in that we'll be talking about very, very soon. Um, in addition, don't forget to check out the video clips of the segment every Thursday at youtube.com slash innergamer. And if you go over to Patreon and donate $3 or more a month, you can get the full video of this discussion topic um, right in your inbox from the emails that we send out through Patreon. So you should definitely do that. Check it out and uh, take it from a Patreon subscriber. That's right. Get those right to my inbox. (laughs) I don't even have to leave my computer. Don't. Don't. (laughs) You're listening to The Inner Gamer. Looking forward to next week, let's talk about the upcoming video game releases. We have one game coming out on July 24th. This is on PS4, PC, Switch, and Xbox One, The Banner Saga 3. So, Banner Saga 3 is the final dramatic chapter in the mature, story-driven Viking RPG series, which has won over 20 awards and has been nominated for four BAFTA awards. Austin's been playing one and two, and we are going to... Hopefully get our hands on Banner Saga 3 and jump through that one and see how it concludes the trilogy. So there you have it. That's going to wrap up our show this week. Be sure and check us out next Tuesday for more from your favorite video game podcast. Visit TheInnerGamer.net for our latest episodes, blogs, videos, and social channels. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes or tell a friend. We would love it. We also have a Patreon setup, which is a way for you, our listeners, to donate to the cause in order to bring you all the content you want to see and hear. Even a dollar a month will help us keep bringing you this content every week plus if you support us we have some awesome rewards waiting for you such as being a guest on the podcast dane yeah just like me <laughs> or getting some exclusive content so head on over to the innergamer.net click donate co- to contribute that is donate to contribute dane what did you do 
I click donate to contribute. Man, on that. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. Patron. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Something I, like I could use Patron right now. My name is Austin Morales. I'm Brady Noski. I'm Dane Batesel. You guys will listen to the Inner Gamer. Thank you guys. We'll catch y'all next week. See that. In case you can't hear that one. Case, just in case. <laughs> Gosh, you guys Oops. need to be careful with check, your phones. Check, check, one, two, one, two, check, check. I don't know why I'm whispering, but there it is. Yeah, how does it help to test the levels when you're whispering? Because yeah, actually, you forgot about Dre. Forgot about Dre. Don't forget about Dre. Don't forget about this podcast Dre. Podcast is brought to you by Dre.